It's Thursday, November 4th, 2021. This is the Hermetic Hour, and I'm your host, Pope Runyon, and tonight we present a reprise of the channeling of Biblical King Ahab by very honored Frater Solomon while sitting on the bone throne in the pavilion of the gods at Rivendell following Moat Mass on October 30th. Now, King Ahab was a king of ancient Israel who, along with his Phoenician wife, Queen Jezebel, were demonized by Ezra and the prophet Isaiah. This revelation presents them in a true and fair view, worthy to join the ranks of Melchizedek and Solomon as ancient avatars of our tradition. Very very honored Frater Fabian, that's myself, will discuss Jezebel's first century A.D. namesake in the book of Revelation, who was equally maligned and needs to be rehabilitated. So, if you want to look behind biblical fake news, tune in and find the truth. And... uh, Brother Solomon, are you on board? I am here. Oh, excellent. Uh let me uh let me just set the stage for this thing uh before we before we launch on into it. Now, uh every every Halloween season we have a ceremony which we call moat mass. And and moat, as yes, some of you may or may not know, was the original Grim Reaper. And he is the Lord of Darkness in Canaanite mythology. And and what he do, what we do every uh, Halloween, we go down around the hinge, uh, down to the the underworld, and and Moat Moat serves us all with a with a kind of a an ancestral communion, and he has. He has a an a dragon uh, which is it was which is like a skull. It's a glass 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 skull. Uh, and he and he and then he has a, a goblet uh, which is also made from a skull. And he and in the uh, in the uh, the in the 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 goblet uh we uh, and in the in the uh in the skull uh decatur we have what we call the wine of remembrance and then the the skull goblet is the cup of souls and the odos reads lord byron's uh poem about the the skull uh uh, about the goblet made from the skull, and then, and then the the, the celebrants circle around the hinge, and and Moat, the Lord of Darkness, serves them the cup of souls and the wine of remembrance, and uh, then he asks them each one. He said, "What say you to honor the dead?" And the celebrants honor their ancestors. Now this is traditional. This is what Halloween is all about. And and they and they they honor their ancestors, and then they 
pass on to the next to the next one until everybody has been served. And then uh, Moat pours the the rest of the wine of remembrance out as a libation, uh, and he and he tells everyone uh, to uh, to hope that uh, uh, that they will be honored as well as they. That uh, they, they 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 will be honored when the when the uh, when the cup is eventually passed for them, and then Moat takes his place. And this time uh, we had uh, Bone Throne, a great, a huge uh, skeletal throne that, uh, quite frankly, we got from Home Depot, uh, and we had that set up in the Pavilion of the Gods, and and Moat uh, took his place there. And traditionally, what we've been doing is letting letting Moat channel one of our avatars, and uh, you know Enoch, and Melchizedek, and Solomon. And this time, uh, this time, we had Moat uh, channel King Ahab for us. And as you may remember, King Ahab was supposed to be an evil king, uh, actually. Uh, he really wasn't evil at all. He he was a real Israelite, whereas uh, uh, the the Yahweh the Yahweh kings were uh, were were not. They 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 were uh, uh, the Israel was ruled by by El and 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 El's, El's uh, uh, son and daughter were Baal and Astarte. And uh, anyway, so and Ahab was Ahab was a Canaanite king, and his wife Jezebel was a Phoenician uh, princess and priestess, and she was a priestess of Baal. And and uh, very honored Frater Solomon uh, was uh, moat. Now, if you want to see a picture of of Frater Solomon wearing the moat uh, uh, the moat black robe with a sulfur sign on it, sitting on the on the bone throne. Go to our website, c h s o t a dot org, and you can and, and you you'll you'll see him. And so, I want you to uh, even if you if you aren't there yet, I want you to imagine uh, in the dark of the, in the dark of the moon, and there is Moat sitting between the two torches on the bone throne with his. Uh, his black robe with the with the red sulfur symbol and and his blank mask, a mask that you can't see his face at all, and he's sitting there and he's going to channel uh, King Ahab for us. So uh, uh, imagine that you're there and that you're uh, that you're looking up at Moat sitting on the throne and he's going to channel. So go ahead. Uh, uh, very honored, Frater Solomon, Dark Lord Moat, and 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 render render King Ahab for us. I am King Ahab, son of Omri, the husband of Jezebel. Daughter of Ethobal. My name was given to me as it means love, 
or compassion. Ahab. Now as a child, I met Jezebel while visiting the Temple of Astarte in Sidon. We played a game together with a few of our fellows called Sticks and Pebbles. It was during one of our seasonal celebrations. I made sure to be nice to King Ethobel because I already knew I wanted to marry her. She even told me, Ahab, when we grow up, you're going to be my husband. <laughs> now the high priest, Kanana, overheard us. He came, laughed, patted us both on the back and said, you already make a cute couple. Now, Father Omri and Isabel, they were talking with each other about keeping the land of Canaan safe throughout the Lebanon, throughout Sidon and Tyre, down to the lands of Naphtali and over to the mountains of Hamath, safe from the threat of the surrounding empires. The Assyrians to the north, the Syrians just at our backside, and the Babylonians to the south. My father was the general of Israel when Elah was king. Father Amri, he was a very smart, very strong, very stern, but very gentle man on those good times, years past. Then a tragedy struck in early adulthood. I was still in my mind a youth. King Elah had been assassinated by his own commander, Zambrai. Zambrai wiped out Elah's entire family. There was no rightful heir. It was so utterly unfair. My friend, my good friend, Ella's son, Prince Jubal, the crown prince, who was meant to be the next king of Israel, was gone. His sweet older sister, Sarah, gone. His entire family were gone, just gone. Zambrai was only king for a week. When Amri was letting him sit securely on that throne in the city of Terza, when letting him get complacent, my father commanded the troops to raid Zambri's stolen palace and depose him. And depose him he did. And off with his head he went. All my dad's soldiers, they insisted Amri take the throne. So Zambri's clan could not try to take over the kingdom. My father had to leave our home in Terza, since my dad wanted to build a new, more secure, safe capital city, far away from Zambri or any of his allies. And it was then that we built Samaria, called in our tongue, Shomer. But tragedy is bittersweet. Jezebel and her friend, the high priest Kanana's son, Sedek, they came to stay with us. And shortly thereafter, 
Isabel came to arrange our marriage, mine and Jezebel's. We complied, love of my life. (laughs) And with that, my father built up Samaria and passed away peacefully years later. It then fell on Jezebel and I to run the kingdom. Zedek ran the priesthood of Astarte. Jezebel ran the priesthood of Baal, which gave her a very good relationship with the troops. I ran the management of the military and the infrastructure, the civil affairs, the waterworks and the food supply. I was known as a merciful king. After all, I wanted to live to the name my father gave me, Ahav, Compassion. When King Hadadidri of Damascus attempted to conquer me, he was resoundingly defeated. But he humbled himself. He and his troops who remained presented themselves in sackcloth, and they begged for forgiveness. We had lost many good men. But I reasoned, so did they. And I knew who the enemy really was, Assyria to the north was a threat to us both. Now one story missing from your Bible is the Battle of Karkar kept in the Assyrian records when the emperor of Assyria actually admitted the truth. Shalmaneser was overwhelmingly, resoundingly defeated because I had forgiven and allied with Hadadidri. After all, Hadadidri and I, we had the same gods. Our people worshipped the same deities together, Baal and Astarte, El and Asherat. But now let me continue to a story in the Bible which is very much misaligned and very misrepresentative of the actual truth that occurred. It is the story of Naboth of Jezreel. I needed to build two citadels for my cavalry to look out for the Assyrians advancing from the north and the east. Naboth's vineyard was outside the city gates by a long shot, and the Bible misrepresents this greatly, so it was of no personal impact. It was not, as Ezra tries to convince you, something I personally coveted to be part of my palatial estates. It was where the infantry and the cavalry trained, which is Jezreel. It was important not for my personal benefit, but for the security of the entire kingdom. Naboth held the large vegetable farm the troops were dependent upon, both for food and for wine, which I permitted and encouraged after long training exercises that they might relax themselves and in spite of all the hardships of training, have a time of merriment. But he would not sell the land, even at a fair price. He was a haggler. He was not fair in what he charged for grapes. Driving the prices up, but that was not the worst part. The worst part was our troops sounding him selling goods, selling foods, selling wine, to our enemies, the Assyrians. He made up some crazy inheritance law, which Elijah and his cohort said was real, all out of whole cloth. 
that he could not sell his land because he had inherited it, which is foolish on the surface of it. His execution wasn't merely for refusing to sell, but for willful treason and working to degrade the security of the kingdom. Now as to Elijah, this was another thorn in my side, as well as the prophets Micaiah and Obadiah. Actually more like a horn in my side, he would never shut up. An unfulfilled prophecy was merely a lie by Yahoo, or Yahoo simply relenting. But to make matters worse and most vile, he murdered several of my prophets over a trick of the naphtha in which he claimed to call down fire from heaven while Baal was asleep. But he got his in the end, for as the Samaritans record in their faithful chronicle, his chariot broke and he died in the river. Jezebel did not die at the hands of her eunuchs, but passed on peacefully with a private funeral. We are together now, looking down upon you from the eighth heaven, with hearts full of love, and we wish you to come and join us in our eighth heaven above. Thank you. All right, I have finished. And, and it was very enlightening, and we thank you for that, for that prophecy, because uh, King Ahab was, was a king of Israel, real Israel, because what Israel means is, is the children of El. And, and Isaiah, Isaiah and Ezra were, were both representatives and, and, and prophets of, of, of Yahweh. Uh, and, and, uh, and I'd like to mention, um, one of the, uh, uh, one of the reasons why King Ahab really should be one of our avatars is because we have more evidence for the reality of King Ahab being a real, a real Israelite king than we have for the reality of Solomon. And of course, Solomon is is uh, you know the, is the Merlin of our of our tradition. Uh, and but he is more legendary actually than Ahab. Ahab, Ahab. We have we have actual physical evidence of of, a, of Ahab's uh, Ahab's reign, and we can't say that for Solomon. Uh, although you know, I'm not trying to say there wasn't a Solomon. Uh, I, although I know there's some people who do say that, but but no, no, we we're very much for the reality of Solomon. Uh, and even if, even if it's a mythical reality, it's still very very real. And Ahab, Ahab is is, is however uh, was a real king. So this slander of Ahab is it, it's very very good that we are finally uh, we're finally realizing that it was just that. Now I said in the abstract to begin with that we were going to. Uh, relate this uh, to a later to a later uh, Jezebel, uh, or or a or a prophetess priestess 
who was given that name. And when the one I'm referring to is is the prophetess of uh, the Church of Theatria and the Book of Revelation. And and if you recall in the Book of Revelation, uh, John of Patmos, who writes, uh, who, who wrote the Book of Revelation, sent a letter to each of the churches in Asia. Now, one of these churches was Theatria, and 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 he said in the letter that he he praised them for their charity and for their uh, uh, for their their work and, and and yet he said I have I have an issue with you I am critical of the of the, this woman uh, this this prophetess who you allow to uh, to preach and. And he calls her Jezebel. And he says in his letter that she is preaching fornication. And and uh, and he and he is very very upset about that and very and and it's very sinful. And he curses her and he curses uh, uh, her family and 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 he is. And he, he he's really very very upset about this, and I would like to point out that this that that John John of Patmos his revelation was written at the end of the first century. It was written at the same time that. Valentinian, that the Valentinian's Christian sacred marriage was also written. And the same time that Valentinius began to uh, to preach his, his doctrine of the sacred marriage. And the sacred marriage, of course, is, is uh, described uh, in the Gospel of Philip, and so what we have here in the book of Revelation is another, uh, it's, it's a rerun in a way, it's a rerun of the slander of Ahab and Jezebel in the Old Testament. And, and also it's very possible, priestess, uh, this prophetess, she could have been Mary Magdalene herself, very, very possibly. Uh, or, or perhaps her daughter or, Certainly, certainly a, uh, a Valentinian Christian uh, lady, lady uh, pre- priestess, uh, obviously, and, and whether John, John of Patmos is just calling her Jezebel because he wants to, uh, he wants to uh, refer- reference the Old Testament, or whether that really was her name or uh, it, or not, she. Uh, was she was preaching uh, about the Valentinian Christian sacred marriage, which, by the way, uh, is very much uh, had had an influence on on the Jewish uh, population and the idea of this the second on descending on Friday night that that that's their version of the Valentinian sacred marriage, and but so the sacred marriage, even though it may be 
it may be considered uh, a somewhat erotic uh, because it was it was supposed to take place in a mirror chamber, and and Mary Magdalene uh, wrote a gospel in which she described the ascent of the psychic centers as a sort of a yoga, but this is not this is not. Uh, not fornication. This this is this is a marriage. This is a marriage ceremony. So uh, here again, this is another case of of, uh, of slander, and uh, and it also interestingly enough relates back to the uh, you know, to Ahab and Jezebel. And uh, in any case, I want to encourage all of our listeners. Go to our website, and you'll see the uh, a, a version of of the of the channeling. Uh, you may not be able to read it all, but you can at least see the pictures, and you'll see the pictures of uh, of uh, Prater Solomon sitting up there on the bone throne, uh, and wearing wearing the moat uh, uh, the moat costume. And uh, anyway. Uh, Father Solomon, do you would would you like to uh, make some comments on the uh, uh, on either uh, either the Book of Revelation or or the uh, uh, the Old Testament uh, story? Well, I, I think um, first to, to start with the Old Testament before I forget anything on that, it's it's important to understand what Ezra did and, and the way you can do that. Ezra's interjections don't just occur in the books of Moses. They they go all the way into the, the books of Chronicles, which uh, even le- even legend pretty much ascribes uh, Chronicles to Ezra. But but that means your your first and second Samuel. He he tampered with those. He he tampered with Judges. He ta- tampered with Joshua. So. What we have, and there's plenty of signs of tampering too. If you read through it, that's that's why there's so many contradictions throughout in, in differing narratives. You, you can realize that there's there's a story that needs to be peeled away in order to be able to really get to the kernels. You got to get 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 rid of the husk. Um, and, and one thing that we can see just to start with Ahab is how merciful he he really is, and what we know historically how how decisive in battle he was to be able to defeat um, the Assyrians. Now, if the biblical history was honest, how come we don't have a record of that? When the Assyrians admitted their own defeat, that, that that's a big deal to have an empire like that say, yeah, well, we came back and uh, we, we didn't finish conquering the place, which is, it's it sort of empire speak for we, we got our asses handed to us. Um, and, and, and when you read things like even making it into the Bible, him not executing the Syrians and their king when they came dressed in sackcloth, you would think that that would be a fact that they would want to delete, but they didn't. And the reason they didn't is because it was so widely known. So so this, this was a man who really wanted to live up to his name that his father gave him, which, which meant compassion. And um, we really get that resonating through. By, by the trickles of truth that, that we get. Um, 
and, and we also know that there's something more to the story of Naboth when, when you have two scoundrels that, that Jezebel gets. No, what, what really is happening is Jezebel had a good relationship with, with the troops. One thing that we know, I, I don't know if it went back then, but it went along with my channeling, was um, we, we do know at some point that, that um, Astarte's Astarte had a high priest and Baal had a high priestess, so it would did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so she would have been in charge of the worship of Baal, and she would have had a, a really good relationship with the troops. So what I got was the, the troops were willing to come to her and give her information before anybody else because she had that personal connection with them. Um, so moving on from the Jezebel of the Old Testament to the to the Jezebel of the Book of Revelation. Well, one thing that we see with uh, with John of Patmos or whoever you want to apply the the, the authorship to the Book of uh, Revelation is um, there's there's misogyny. Uh, women are we have this this whore of Babylon um, who represents the ancient mysteries, uh, the ancient feminine mysteries. They're automatically described as a whore. Um, so so we, we're kind of keyed in also the, the idea of, of a, a woman is what is she to John where, well, she's just someone to be pregnant um, with a, a man child. She doesn't have any, any glory in and of herself. Her glory is only in being able to mother. So, so what he's calling fornication is really marriage where a woman is equal because that's what the Valentinian mysteries were about were an equal man and an equal woman coming together and joining their souls to become one soul. Um, so so I'll, I'll, I'll have to give you credit to, uh, with a lot of that, um, Pope, because that, that's wisdom, not just from my own studies, but, but that I've gotten from you, you from the years. So I'll let you continue on with that. I, I, I thought that you, you, really, you, you really opened our eyes to the Valentinian connection, which I think is, is – completely lost when when understanding early Christian mysteries. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Predator Solomon. I, I, uh, I think that the, the discovering the Valentinian uh, Gnostic Christianity was one of the great, one of the great revelations in my, in my career as a, as a mystic and, 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 and a cultist. I, I think that that, and, and, and frankly, to tell you the truth, I think that Valentinian Christianity can actually save Christianity because one of the reasons why Christianity is is dying and why and why it's uh, why it is so unpopular with the young people is that it has this Old Testament anti-feminist uh, thing, and and it's. Uh, if if they only realized that Valen, that that uh, that Valentine, who was almost elected pope, he he is almost, but but the uh, the anti-female forces in the Roman Roman Church, you know, they 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 had to, they couldn't, uh, they just couldn't give the women any power, and like, you know, I oh God, heaven, if if we elect uh, a Valentine pope, then, then we're going to have uh, we're going to have priestesses, and we're going to have, you know, we're going right back to this, uh, all this sinful stuff. And uh, and what is, you know, sin? Well, sin's a lunar god, you know what I mean? <laughs> the moon. And and uh, 
Yeah, the we actually if 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 Christianity would 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 reverse itself and and, and elect and elect old Valentine, uh, you know, Pope in uh, sort of in retrospect and reform itself, it 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 would it. It would it would be saved, you know. Christians talk about oh, we want to be saved, we want to be saved. That whole oh, the whole the whole religion of Christianity would be saved if we if we would just return to uh, or return to Valentinian Christianity. That of course that's a uh, you know that's me evangelizing, but uh, but uh, I I also I also notice that that so many so many feminists uh are uh have turned away from Christianity. Uh and they, they, they they're all for Mary Magdalene but not, not not in the Christian context. And and yet Mary Magdalene in all probability was Jesus's wife. And and there's a lot of evidence for that and uh that's something that uh that if she if she wasn't actually married to him, she certainly she certainly was his his companion. And and uh, anyway, thank you for for the marvelous piece of piece of uh, piece of channeling. And by the way, I'd like to point something out. In case anybody uh, is uh, uh, is critical of uh, of uh, the fact that we research this material. Uh, that you and you and you researched it before you channeled it. Uh, that that is yep. that is really the way. That is really the way that you can channel an ancient uh, entity is research. Uh, research, you know, um, like Mike. Mike is a social scientist, and so and and uh, and and I'm an archaeologist, and you know, so this is what we. We do. We learn about these ancient uh, avatars, and then, then when you when you learn about them, then you can channel them. So, uh, uh, and and as as you as you uh, noticed, uh, Frater Solomon is a biblical scholar, and uh, I, much more of a biblical scholar than I am. Uh, anyway, I hope you've uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed our. Our program tonight. Once I encourage you to go to our website. <laughs> That's C H S O T A dot org. Go to our website and, and look at the look at the collage that that uh, very honored Charles uh, Andrea put together of the of the moat mass. And uh, we'll see you next week, and we'll have. We'll delve into the Hermetic Mysteries again, and uh, until then, good magic.